0: Ain't gonna let nobody, nobody turn me around, turn me around, turn me, round, oh no, turn me round, keep on
1: walking, keep on talking,
2: walking, marching, marching up to freedom. Man. What's up guys, welcome to the third episode of the Can I Get an Amen podcast. This is your host, Nolan Mater. I would like to just say a few things before getting this thing started. Um, Just being able to do this podcast has been such a blessing and I've already heard so many beautiful testimonies from the first couple episodes. That's really why I do it, just to give people hope in such a hopeless world. And if it's only one person who has changed um, each episode, I still praise the Lord who has his hand divinely on this thing. Um, It's never really been about size for me, but it's just, just about reaching people in a personal way. So I'm just very thankful for all you listeners who tune into each episode and take to heart what God has been speaking to me. Okay, so today's episode, though, I think it's a must listen as I interview two guests, um, two people I look up to so much and was so fortunate to have these guys as senior leaders this year in basketball. Um, I'm only speaking a few words and then the remainder you'll hear from Billy Harness and Kyle Mangus just a little bit about what they mean to me and who they are. Um, Billy, man, he's the most humble dude I've ever met. He's really pushed me to truly love people day in and day out. Um, It's not something fake. Billy just loves people in a natural way. That's just who he is. And he's really taught me over this past year um, how to truly love those who are poor in spirit. Um, Billy is gospel-driven, and he's just a great, fun dude to be around. I love Billy. And Kyle. Kyle's been one of my best friends this past year. We have a lot of uh, funny moments, but a lot of serious and deep moments as well. Um, He's just a leader, And the way he conducts himself. And I loved looking up to him this past year. And just saw how he acted with all his success and accomplishments. But those things he held lightly. He really just took to heart how to treat others. And he took to heart what the gospel really meant to him. So usually you see the people with the most success try to gain more power and fame. And act like everyone owes him something. Or they're too cool to hang around younger dudes. But Kyle, he does the complete opposite. He treats everyone with love. And is one of the most unselfish dudes I know. So yeah, they're two special dudes and. I think you guys should really tune in to what they have to say at the end. And luckily I was able to record this with them before we all split up at the end of the year. Um, I just want to give them both a shout out for graduating. I'll miss you guys, but I know you guys will both do great things for the kingdom. So yeah, today's episode though is about abiding in the Lord. Um, What if our journey with the Lord is about abiding in Christ, not having to strive as hard as we can by our strength to find Jesus. Let's... Strive to abide in the Lord and take a look at what John has to say about abiding Okay, so this word abide um, it's been on my heart recently I heard this song a couple weeks back from Jesus culture called abide and the lyrics just hit me one morning in my quiet time Especially the bridge the bridge went something a little bit like this. There's no striving I'm kidding. I will not sing to you. I'd probably lose all my listeners. Okay, but on a real note, the bridge said, "Um, there's no striving, just abiding. And the lyrics, they said, I want to be next to you. I want to be one with your spirit, Jesus. Teach me to abide in you, to hear your voice all around me. And it really just led me to doing more research on the word and what abide really means. I think God has been calling me to abide in him and not constantly just strive. Um, I'm often a guy who feels like I always have to Work, work, work to achieve something, but I feel Jesus teaching me something a little bit different. So beginning in John 13, Jesus gives us a series of farewell addresses um, that continue until chapter 17. He knows that he will soon be lifeless, crucified on a tree. In the middle of it all, he graciously reminds us that to be his means to bear fruit, we bear fruit by abiding in him. So I want to read a little passage from Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered up, thrown into the fire, and burned. But if you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you may wish, and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. As the Lord has loved me, so have I loved you. Maybe you pulling out your own Bible and going through, going back through John 15, 1 through 17, and just really reflecting on what Jesus has to say on how he's the vine and we're the vine dressers, and how we can abide and bear fruit with him by keeping his commandments and doing these things. So what does the word abide really mean, though? Um, the dictionary defines abiding as to act in accordance with. Synonyms include obey, follow, uphold. Jesus explains a lot of things in John 15. He explains that the branches do not bear fruit are taken away, but the branches that do bear fruit are pruned to bear even more fruit. To bear fruit means to grow in character, right? So how do we grow in character? I think this is where we come to abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. So you get in the gist of this? The branch is us humans and the vine is him by not abiding in him we are like pitiful plants who will soon fall off the vine and then it says what they wither away they're gathered up and then they're thrown in the fire so here we see the fruit of the vine as proof of our faith right it's not perfection but fruit even if it's a small bud can prove something the fruit that Jesus speaks of is simply just a natural sense of evidence of a relationship with him jesus says you are my friends if you do what i command you john 15:13 if you love me you will keep my commandments That command is fulfilled through abiding. As we abide in Him, we will bear fruit of righteousness. It's just a byproduct. This does not add to our salvation by grace through faith alone, yet it confirms our transformed heart. We also have communion with God. Union with Christ without communion with Christ is joyless Christianity. And union and communion are a little different. Union is an action by God in which we are dead and then become alive, it's a transformation the condition of all true believers. But communion is being united with God and abiding in him. We should long for fellowship with God. David reflects this posture when he prays Psalm 63. 1. David earnestly seeks God. His soul thirsts for God. There's desperation. There's urgency in his voice. Do we seek God like this? Do we really desire God in this manner? Is there any part of David's cry that you recognize in your own heart? To abide is a verb. It is active. It is not a feeling or a belief, but it's something we do. It means to remain or stay. And It is far more than the idea of a continued belief in the Savior or going to church once a week or saying, Oh, yeah, I believe there's a God. No, but we, the branches, are to be connected to Him, the vine for our life. It's a constant flow of life. Only in Him can we bear fruit. So what does it really look like to abide in Christ daily? Um... And I looked this up and I got a couple good responses from old pastors or knowledgeable people of faith. Um, John Piper says, hour by hour, abiding in Jesus means hour by hour, trusting him to meet all your needs. J.C. Ryle explains to abide in Christ means to keep up a habit of constant close communion with him, to be always leaning on him, resting on him, pouring out our hearts to him and using him as our foundation of life and strength as our best friend. To have his words abiding in us is to keep his sayings and precepts continually before our memories and minds and to make them the guide of our actions and the rule of our daily conduct and behavior. And this seems like a lot of work, but this is the best life. So to abide in christ daily requires dependence upon upon the holy spirit in which we do these three things We walk by faith. We spend focused time. We engage in intentional actions How do we do these things? Well, we can daily preach the gospel to ourselves by walking by faith How do we preach the gospel to ourselves through the holy spirit? We can plan to abide throughout our days by spending focused time with him and intentional actions throughout our days could look like reading scripture Living in community with others, loving on others, praying, fighting sin. We do this as we live dependent upon the Holy Spirit to bring us closer to Christ. It's only by the Holy Spirit's power and by God's grace for us to do these things and to abide in the Lord. It's not by our own strength. So to end, I just want to say, so all striving, all working, all fighting is striving and working and fighting to rest. This may seem like a lot of work, but all of this, all striving that we have to do is to rest, to be content, to be satisfied, to be happy in Jesus. So the reason Jesus says it is hard is because we love sin. We do not love to rest. We love to find our satisfaction in this world and in sin. And he says, as long as you are preferring this world over me and sin over me, then the only way for you to conceive of the Christian life is killing. And by killing, you have to work and strive. But that is not the way. By killing, he means to rest in Christ and be satisfied in him so that you ultimately Desire the love of Christ over the love of this world. I pray that you can be fully satisfied in Christ and abide in Him. Today is an extra special podcast. Uh, with me today are guests, the Billy Harness and the Kyle Mangus. And you're probably wondering how I got two of the finest men on the same podcast. But hey, you can thank me later. So, guys, tell the listeners a little bit about yourselves.
1: Well, thanks for having me on today, Nolan. My name is Kyle Mangus. Um, I'm from Winona Lake, Indiana, about an hour and a half north of Marion, Indi- Indiana, where we are today. Um, I'm a teammate of Nolan, so I play basketball, but I'm a senior, so I, um, I'm actually graduating um, this Friday, which will be April 30th, I think. Uh, finance major, um, some hobbies, like to go on the lake, play pickleball and i'm excited to talk about my faith today so here's billy
0: hey thanks kyle appreciate you having me on the show today nolan um yeah
1: my name's billy
0: harness uh, i'm a senior here at indiana wesleyan i'm from north liberty indiana a small town right outside of south bend about two hours north of here in marion um yeah i'm graduating with a uh, elementary education degree here this friday from IWU. Um, so I'm, that's why I'm getting my undergrad degree in. I'm looking to be a teacher and basketball coach someday here in Indiana. Um, and I'll be pursuing uh, graduate school uh, next year. But hoping to be a teacher and basketball coach someday. Um, I just love hanging with friends, playing playing cards uh, is one of my favorite hobbies. And uh, yeah, Nolan's teammate here. Love, love being with Nolan and Kyle. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to be here.
2: So let's get into the content of this podcast. I'll ask you a few questions from just what I've been talking about earlier. Um, so the first is, why do you think it is important to abide in the Lord rather than just relying on yourselves?
0: Yeah, I think it's important, really important to abide in the Lord. Um, I just think just, especially it's just a hard to go through tough times on your own. Um, there's been times in my life where I've tried to do it on my own. I've tried to get through some tough times. Uh, my, one of my best friends passed away last summer and I, I, There were times where I tried to get through that on my own, and I, I really, I I couldn't do it. And there's just times, there's gonna be times in your life where you feel like you have nowhere to turn to, so you have to turn to God, Um, and God's always there to to help you through those times and to grab your hand and and uh, help lead you to uh, to some good times uh, and and some hope in this world. Uh, So that's why you have to buy in the Lord. You can't do it on your own. You're you're gonna run out of steam eventually and you're going to grow tired, and that's when God's going to carry
1: you. Um, So yeah. For me, um, to abide in the Lord, I don't think I know, I don't think I would have known what that would have meant until probably a couple years ago, but um, it's pretty simple for me. I mean, it it all boils down to your relationship with Jesus, Um, just understanding and knowing what he did for you on the cross. um, I think that goes a long way, and then because we know that and accept Jesus into our hearts, then we're called as Christians to pursue him. And I think that's how we abide in him. And that's how he remains in us because we continue to pursue him. It's one thing just to know that Jesus did that, but it's another thing to actually go further than that. And we pursue him. And I think that's how, you know, Jesus can remain in us by developing good habits, um, getting, pushing ourselves out of our comfort zones and, and just, you know, being disciplined in that area. And I mean, I've seen my relationship with Jesus take off because. Um, You know, I've chased after him and I feel like he's remained in me. So that's what I think of it.
2: I love both of those answers. Uh, I love how Billy said there are often times where there's nowhere to turn but to God. And that's true abiding. And then Kyle just touch it on. It's one thing just to know what Jesus did for us, but it's another to pursue and be in relationship with him. So those are really good answers. Uh, The next question is, how will you trust in the Lord as you move towards the next stage of your life
1: as they both are seniors and moving on to a new stage? Away from Iowa? it's going to be a little a little bit different for me. Um, you know, I'm I'm so used to being in this part of the world, Northern Indiana. It's it's been my whole life, and it's same for Billy too. But um, for me, I mean, my future's a little uncertain. I'll, I'll be playing basketball somewhere, but you know, I don't know where that may be. It, it could be here in the states. It could be in a foreign country in in Europe. So who knows? Um, so I think the biggest challenge for me is going to be not being surrounded by people that you know, I, I know so well and people that I know are, are going to push me, um, you know, in my faith. So I think that's going to be a big challenge for me is, is finding people, um, you know, surrounding myself with other, other godly people. And, um, also I think it's going to challenge me personally in in my relationship. You know, it's a lot easier when people around you are, you know, getting in the word and, and encouraging you, but it really takes some, some deep self control to actually, you know, do it yourself day in and day out when someone's not always there. So I'm excited for that challenge. Um, but I know it's going to re- require a lot of trust and communication with the Lord.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with what Kyle said. I think he really hit the nail on the head um, in terms of just, you know, the unknown and the future and just, you know, being surrounded here at a place like IWU uh, with just a lot of godly people and a lot of people that are striving towards the cross um, like we are and uh, I think just going into the future, uh, graduating this Friday, and, um, you know, I've had a lot of unknowns, you know, these last couple of months, and whether I want to go right into teaching and coaching right away, whether I want to pursue grad school or not, um, and eventually, I, I I prayed about it a lot, and just decided that, you know, I want to go uh, be a grad transfer somewhere to, to play basketball, and so, Um, just trusting in the Lord and that and trusting that he's going to take me to a a team and a place that'll, um, I'll be able to surround myself with guys that are striving towards the cross as well. And, and if not, then hopefully, you know, being a good impact and, and, um, you know, representing Christ and and my example and and everywhere I go. And, and as a teach, future teacher and coach someday, just trusting that the Lord will be able to use me and, in ways that I don't even know yet. Um, being a good role model uh, for those young kids and and uh, not necessarily, you know, um, doing everything I can in, in my power to try and be like Christ, but just in how I act and the words that I say and and maybe just the example that I show every day. Um, you know, that goes a long way, and I feel like that's what Jesus did when he was here on earth. He Just the way he lived, um, you know, was just a good example to, to those that were yearning for more. And so I just pray that uh, the Lord can use me in ways that I don't even understand yet. And, and, uh, and, and new atmospheres, new environments uh,
2: with younger kids someday. I like that. Um, I can tell by both of their answers that it's super important to both of them to be surrounded by other Christ followers. And I know both of you guys will find those people in your life to surround yourselves with. Um, And we actually talked about that during episode one as well not going alone and being around those other Christ followers that can impact you in great ways. And as Billy touched on at the end, the little acts of kindness can go a long way and everybody knows Billy Harness does a tremendous job at that. So the next question is, in what ways have you seen the fruit of the spirit grow in your life, whether it's at your four years at IWU or any other times in your life?
0: Yeah. So, uh, man, these last four years, just focusing being here at IWU and being a part of a basketball program, like, indiana wesleyan um i've definitely seen this the fruit of the spirit growing in my life in a lot of ways and and uh just for one just like being uh growing in, in, as a servant leader um i feel like you know being in a high school um being in a smaller school i i just i don't know i felt like i i never really um had the opportunity to serve others as much as i could have and uh, then coming here to Indiana Wesleyan uh, and just seeing guys that are older that were serving me and seeing people around campus that had such, you know, great servant hearts and were willing to put others before themselves, I feel like that's, you know, helped shape me and shape my life a lot while I, while I've been here. Um, and just being willing to just reach out to others, um, I feel like relationships have been a, a big focus of mine while being here at Indiana Wesleyan, just reaching out to just my classmates more and, and, uh, my professors and, and like the custodians and housekeepers around campus. Uh, I feel like, you know, just making those relationships, uh, learning from others, you can always learn something from somebody every, every single day. And I feel like I've, I've grown a lot in that and that's bared a lot of fruit for, for me because I I've learned how to humble myself and, and learn and grown a lot in my faith, um, by learning from others that don't get you know, the credit they deserve every single day and the acts of kindness that they do behind the scenes. Um, so I've grown a lot in that and, and, uh, just being able to take what I've learned here from those mentors and leaders and my classmates here at IWU and being able to apply it to, you know, my life back home or, um, you know, in a school or a classroom someday is going to, it's going to be a lot for me. Uh, it's going to, and it's going to benefit not only me, but just, Anybody that I may impact or come across someday, um, so that it means a lot more uh, than j- to me, uh, and just not in my life alone, but in everybody else's life uh, too.
1: I liked what Billy said about um, you know people older than him, the leaders on the team, and just role models that he had, and that's something that's really stuck out to me my whole life. I mean, I've had an I have I have an older brother. He's two years older than me, so I mean that was my role model growing up. Um, and then, you know, once, once I got to Iowa, just the, the senior leaders we had on the team every year, they kind of each just, just, just gave me something, whether that was, you know, kindness or humility or faithfulness or, or something like that. So I, I think for me, um, my whole life I've, I've really, um, you know, focused on patience. I've, I've, I've focused on doing the right thing instead of just doing the popular thing, you know, and in our age, um, you know, as teenagers, the popular thing is, you know, to party and and showboat when you're on the court, and you know, think think to do it all like all by yourself and and kind of forget everyone else. But um, you know, I've I've tried to to do the opposite of that and and do do the right thing and and give glory to God that way. So
2: I love what you both said. Serving others and being intentional in relationships can bring joy to the spirit. And like both of them said, I mean, everyone grows in bearing fruit in different ways. But Kyle, at the end it's kind of a mic drop. What he said is doing the right thing, not the popular thing. That's some heat. I like that a lot. So the next question is, as you both have matured over the years, um, how has God shaped your view on bearing true fruit spiritually and not just bearing things of this world? And maybe why is it important to focus on bearing the right fruit?
1: Um, I kind I think I have a pretty good example for this. Um, Tom Brady, who's probably the best like football player ever. um, he just won his seventh ring, I believe, and he's going to go for his eighth. And he said he's still like, he's still chasing something that he feels like he hasn't found. And then meanwhile, Trevor Lawrence, who is one of the best college quarterbacks of all time, is going into the draft. Um, Recently, there was, I was reading an article about him, and he talked about how football isn't the end-all be-all for him, and he wasn't consumed with it. Um, You know, there were other things in his life, and he wasn't he wasn't chasing something because he f- he felt fulfilled you know in his faith in his family and i thought that was super powerful and mature for a college kid so i mean talking about the worldly success part like like there i mean the world tells us to you know go go like i said before chase power and and money and and wealth and along the way just kind of obliterate everybody in your path and just get there by any means necessary but I mean, I think bearing true fruit is bringing people with you, you know, along the way. And how how can you impact other people? And by Im- impacting other people, I, I think that brings you joy. And that brings you those other things like wealth and stuff down the line, which aren't so important when you look at, you know, the big picture. So I think how you impact others, um, you know, talking about your faith and, and you know, building your character. I, th- I think those things are way more important than you know, chasing money and power, worldly success, things like that.
0: Yeah, I think what Kyle just said was really great. And the example he had of, you know, Trevor Lawrence, um, you know, as successful as he's been at Clemson, he can say that, you know, he's content. He's filled up right now by the Holy Spirit, and he doesn't need anything more. And that's really powerful, um, especially coming from a guy like Kyle, too, as successful he's been. Um, But just the, the humility he's shown here, too, at Indiana Wesleyan and, and the fact that he's, he, you can see, you can look at him on campus and just say, "Wow, he doesn't look like he needs anything more." He, he, uh, and it, and it looks like he's never even wanted any of that. He just wants uh, Christ. And uh, I feel like I've matured a lot uh, being here at Indiana Wesleyan too, uh, in that area, and just how uh, how I've shaped like worldly success and, and my life. And you know, in high school, I always thought like sports or athletics were the the end all and be all and in order to be successful or to be in order to be looked at um highly is to you know be go play college sport uh, go play a college sport somewhere or be a college athlete and I feel like there's a lot of pressure in trying to be someone that you know you don't have to be and and I always had that pressure and even coming to to IWU um the first couple of years where I was a manager for the basketball team and I wasn't a, you know a student athlete here at IWU and like, at first, it was, like, it was really hard. Um, it was really hard on me, and I felt like I placed my identity so much in being an athlete that I just was down on myself a lot, and I looked at myself as a failure, and um, and and I learned a lot, and I matured a lot, and being a manager and just being a student athlete allowed me to, to truly put others first, truly put my teammates first, truly put um, the coaches first, and, and honestly, just – help me like grow in my relationships. Like Kyle said, like just bringing people along with you and nurturing others and reaching out to others. That's what it's all about. And that's why, you know, Jesus died for us so we could learn to understand others better, learn to love others better. Um, and I've, I've really, you know, grown to, to learn that while being here at Iwoo and the journey I've had here, uh, from going from manager to players that, like if I didn't do that, if I wasn't a manager for the first couple of years, I, I'm just thinking about maybe all of the the relationships I wouldn't have built with some of my best friends here that aren't athletes, that aren't basketball players. Um, some of the, the I, I wouldn't have been involved with you know the the special needs program here and and helping out with that and just all of the things that maybe I would have missed. And so looking back on the journey that I've had here, uh, personally, I'm I'm really thankful that God led me down that road because. I, I grew so much in my humility and my, my servant heart, and I, I don't know if I would have had that if I would have gone somewhere else and, and played a sport right away. Um, so yeah, I just grew a lot and matured a lot in my faith um, through that and, and not viewing success as just being an athlete or being at the top, being a superstar, uh, but but viewing, you know, just bearing fruit with others um, as the ultimate goal. And, and I really learned that here um, and I definitely i am so thankful for it because I have a lot of friends and and have built a lot of relationships uh, my first couple of years here just being a student um, and enjoying, enjoying being a student here.
2: What a powerful example with Tom Brady and as Kyle, I mean, as we all know, has so many amazing com- accomplishments, but you would never know that. He holds all that loosely and cares more about how he impacts others and remains humble. And Billy, the man who has shaped his whole life on serving others, such a humble example of cherishing his time in every season um, of life here at IWU. And a question that arose when Billy was talking that you guys could reflect on yourself is, where does your identity come from? And the next question that I'm going to ask both of them is, has there ever been a moment in your life where you've produced fruit without working hard? And if not, explain how important it is to work hard to bear fruit.
0: Yeah. That's a that's a great question, Nolan. Um, I think there have been times or in my life where I've thought that I've produced fruit, you know, while like while just getting through the motions, um, especially in high school. Um, you know, if we're talking about athletics, like I, I never feel like I've I truly worked as hard as I could have um, t- to to make others better. Um, and so I, I felt like, you know, maybe I was producing fruit. Maybe I was doing good kingdom work, uh, while I was in high school, but looking back, uh, I, I feel like I, you know, could have done better or I didn't invest in others as, in mu- as much as I should have. Um, so I feel like it's really important, uh, to work, to work hard, uh, in life and, and just to work to make others better. Cause you know, obviously like our team philosophy and our team culture is the I am third and And it really all comes together. Maybe it seems cliche at first, but when you truly like focus on God and and then serving others, you'll find like your purpose in life. And I feel like, I don't know, at least for me, I get caught up in my purpose in life being like what what my job is going to be someday or, you know, what others think I should be or what I feel like I should be doing. But that's not our purpose. It's our purpose is how we're going to be impacting others. And how the lord's going to use us not like specifically what we're going to be doing someday or what we're doing now that's not our purpose our god has a specific purpose for our lives and to and that's to better other 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 lives and to love others better um and so i feel like i've learned that a lot here and just you know um working hard to get on even just get on the basketball team here i feel like in order to do that in order to to get on the team i had to work hard and i had to help push other guys on the team. Um, I couldn't just do it on my own. I couldn't just try and push myself. I, I had to put others first. And it ended up bearing a lot of fruit, not only for me, um, but for other guys as well because it made them better. And so it's really cool to see when you when you work hard um, to do something like that, to see the fruit that's bared, not only for your life, but for a lot of the other lives that you impact in this world.
1: For me, I mean, I can agree with what Billy said. It's, I mean, oftentimes it's hard to, you know, bear that fruit without working hard. And, um, you know, in in my life, um, working hard, I think it's, I think it's given me a, a platform that I've have now, you know, that where I can impact a lot of people across a lot of different, um, you know, areas, whether that be on the basketball court or, you know, going to speak or, or doing podcasts and things like that. So, um, you know, it's doing things like that. have really pushed me outside of my comfort zone, but, um, you know, they've really caused me to grow too.
2: That's really good. Um, super important to work hard to make others better and working hard for his glory can take us places we never imagined. So I like that. Um, so a question I'll ask each listener on this podcast is what is the piece of advice that you
1: have tried to live by so far in your life? I'll talk about one from this year. Um, it's specifically about freedom and the verse that comes from it that, you know, I kind of leaned on throughout the year was, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free, stand firm then, and do not let yourself be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. That's Galatians one. Um, me and our head coach, Coach Tonegal, actually talked about that a lot, especially towards the end of the season. And, you know, throughout the year and um, throughout my college career, there was a lot of times where I felt expectations, not only from other people, you know, Um, outsiders or, you know, coaches or teammates or fans, things like that, but also expectations that I put on myself. Um, But, you know, God, God sets us free from that. He, you know, allows us to find joy um, and not worry about our future. Um, You know, we're not, we don't, we don't have to feel like we, we just have to check off boxes and, and do a bunch of requirements, but, you know, God's grace, gives us so much freedom to where we can just, you know, live without worry and, um, you know, grow deeper in his relationship. Um, a big thing for me, like my mentality, you know, whether it's on the court or whether, you know, something happens during the day is like, if I make a, if I make a shot or miss a shot, forget about it and move on quickly. Um, you know, I think God's prepared us to be fearless and attack each opportunity. So whether something happens good or bad during a day, I, I, I kind of just move on from it quickly and move on, moving on quickly is a, another big thing there. So
0: I really like what Kyle just said about freedom and, you know, not trying to live up to any expectations that other people may have on you. And that's honestly, that ties into to mine as well. Um, and just trying to like free myself from any, anything that may be restraining me from, you know, ultimate joy and ultimately impacting others um, so, yeah, Kyle really resonated. His answer really resonated with me. And I think that something that I've really focused on in my life has been just I don't know how to how even phrase it. Not really just given a given a rip really about, you know, what others may think of me, um, you know, how I how I look, how I appear to others either on campus or back home not just you know little worries about that and i've always struggled with that i'll be transparent i've always struggled with trying to you know look the best or trying to just you know have the best reputation and you know none of that stuff matters Uh, jesus when he came down he jesus he was the man he everybody knew him um you know walking around everybody wanted to talk to him but he he took the time to to humble himself and go talk to those on the margins and and help out those in need and and that's one thing i've always tried to you know revolve my my uh my life around is you know helping those that that really need it and i think my parents did a really good job of helping me out with that you know my mom was a teacher and my dad was a maintenance worker and so they've always, you know, taught me that and they instilled that in me when I was young. And and I think I've grown more and more appreciative of, of, of how they've done that for me. And 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 now I look at it as to where I want to keep doing that. I want to keep reaching out to those people that need help and, and continue being a mentor as as well as learning from others too. And I think that's a big part as, as well in our lives is learning to humble ourselves and be willing to listen to anybody. Um, sometimes I feel like, and myself included, uh, people just, you know, they they see they have this reputation or even an ego of sorts, and they're not willing to to go and, and listen to somebody that, you know, might not live up to their status. And I feel like it's important to to let go of that ego and go and talk to that person, go befriend them, uh, go love on them as if they were your brother or your teammate here on campus. And and I feel like that's something I've always tried to live my life by. And, and, uh, and I hope to continue to do that someday in a school, on a, on a basketball team as a coach and just continuing to live with humility, walk with humility. Um, and I've had a lot of great mentors along the way, um, both here at IWU, both back in my hometown and even working at Canna Cook, uh, for a summer too. I had a lot of mentors that helped instill that in me. And, not worrying about what I look like or the reputation I have, but just letting that all all that go and just looking at everybody as equal and, and learning to love others the same way. Um, so that's really been important for me.
2: I loved what you guys touched on. Um, Jesus took the time to help those in need. He was never too cool for the lame and both of these guys are great examples of that as well. So there's so much wisdom dropped today. I love these boys. So thankful to have them on here. So anything else you guys would like to add? as we close up.
1: I would just say uh thanks to Nolan for inviting me to do this. Uh we have a pretty special relationship, me and him, uh throughout throughout this year. I've only known him one year, but we've become really close friends. Um he's a he's a goofball. Uh we joke around most of the time, but um he's actually really mature in his fa in his faith and um, you know, I love how he he wants to grow so badly in it and wants to impact other people while doing it. Like He's three years younger than me, but I look up to him in that way, and I know I can get better in that way. So um, just by him doing this, like, I I think it's awesome, and I can't wait to come back here next year and even in the years beyond and just see where he's at. Um, I mean, he'll always be a, like a goofball to me, but, I I, I mean, I love him. But, um, yeah, just thanks for having me on, and go Sufficers.
0: Yeah, I, I uh, just to piggyback off of what Kyle just said, I, I just want to thank Nolan for putting this together and just having both of us on the show today. And like Kyle said, uh, Nolan, I, as soon as I first, you know, met Nolan back last summer before the season started, and I just knew he had a, a hunger to just grow in his faith more and to continue to impact others. And I, I think this podcast is just really an awesome way to do that, and it's perfect for Nolan to do that um, through this. Um, I know he's got a heart just to continue to go out and, and impact a bunch of other lives through this. And yeah, so I just want to thank Nolan for setting this up. Uh, I love him. I love Kyle too. Just, I've always looked up to Kyle, uh, both even in high school and here at at IWU and I, and I hope we'll, we'll stay in contact and we definitely will stay friends, uh, for life. And, uh, so yeah, I just want to thank Nolan again, uh, for putting this together. Thanks for having me.
2: And uh, yeah, love you guys. Well, guys, that concludes episode three. I hope all you listeners took something away from the conversation between Billy, Kyle, and I and even the small message on abiding in the Lord. But I want to leave you guys with a little something before we close this up. It's from Galatians. Galatians 3.10 says, Cursed be everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law and do them. And when I saw this, I was like, wow, this is kind of harsh. But there's a hope to this. There's a truth to this. A little bit later, it says in Galatians 3:13 through 14, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree so that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles so that we might receive the promised spirit through faith. And this is so beautiful. Christ became the curse for us when we were the curse to start, right? We brought sin into this world. Us humans were the problem But Christ loved us so much that he became the curse for us by dying the worst death possible. And I think this ties right into the word abide. John was saying, Jesus is the vine. We, his people, are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from Jesus, we can do nothing. And you think about a tree. The branches cannot survive when they're not connected to the source of life, which is the vine. As we can't survive if we're not connected to the source of life which is Jesus. So just take a few moments after listening to this podcast. If you feel called to just lay your whole self to Jesus, abide in him by giving up control and saying, Jesus, I'm going to finally come back to you. I need to do this life with you. I cannot do it alone. I need you to walk with me every step of the way. And that's exactly what Jesus wants. He loves you so much that he's willing to pay the price for every single sin that you commit. And he's welcoming you back home. He wants to have complete control of you and lead you to true abundant life. So, yes, it is time for you to abide in the Lord and be one with Jesus forever. We're going to let nobody, nobody turn me around. Turn me around. Turn me, round, oh no, turn me round, I'm gonna Keep on walking.
1: Keep on talking. Walking, keep on marching marching up to freedom.